folks, welcome to the Sidelines Podcast, episode 40, coming to you in your headphones, out of your speakers, or just in your hearts. It's me, your host, Cortez Hard. I'm joined by my other host. It's hey, Gordo. That's a <laughs> very fragrant, flavoursome introduction today. Uh, I mean, I don't like to swear on the show, but that was fucking cringe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you going? Anyway, obviously it's been a long week. It's been a long week. Are you saying that because you can see my face and it looks like it's been a long week? No, you know, really wanted to somehow segue into that classic, you know, the horse walks into a bar and why the long face. But it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> classic. Um, yeah, it, it feels like it's always been a bit of a long week because we're back in the swing of life now in February. Life is here. Uh, Feb's very weird too. So you get that whole uh, end of Jan... Thing, and that yeah. wraps up real fast and yeah. then suddenly the middle of feb is upon you and you go wait what what do you mean yeah i'm not ready for this because feb's that real sneaky gypsy less days <laughs> um also did you know that this is the first time ever when you look in the calendar block oh man it happens very rarely but the first day of feb and the 28th it's exactly like a four-week block anyway that's my little tidbit of the day I would have to be organized enough to look at my calendar when I'm at work. I, know that. <laughs> I loved it. I saw it. I was like, yes. Uh, but yeah, Feb is a weird, a weird time because suddenly it's nearing the end of uh, the start of the year. You can no longer claim that. And double down on that, we're in the Oasis. The Oasis? Yes. There is no sport now. Sport is dead. Yeah. There is no golf. Yeah. NFL's done. Yeah. NBA's in the weird, just ticking it over because teams aren't really. They're starting yeah, to they're, gear up. They're starting to they're gear up. Phoning it in though. Uh, you know, just trying to tick over some W's, but nothing too serial. Uh, AFL thinks people care about preseason. We don't. Uh, yep. Yeah. So there's that. And to be honest, that that's it. There's just nothing happening. BBL's done, so there goes your kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, BBL's on. Just watch a little bit of cricket on my Tuesday night while I have my pasta. That's gone. Yep. There's just nothing. So, I mean. Formula One hasn't started yet. I mean, Lawn Bowls isn't even really cracking. Is this a time where we turn to the people next to us on the couch and try and remember what their name was? No. Now is <laughs> not the time. <laughs> But similarly, what do you actually find yourself doing right now? Oh, I, so I actually can't answer this. I found myself going, what's this bag in the bottom of the cupboard? Ah, oh, all these books that I bought last year and told myself I was going to read. I actually pulled two books out and, and decided to read a book the other night when I couldn't sleep. It's funny, you meant, not that I've gone out and recently bought books, but... Uh, Myself and one of my other good mates were talking that one of the best hobbies to have isn't actually book reading. It's book buying. Yeah. Book, book buying is a great hobby. Oh, uh, and it's such a like front too, like and, a pose. And you're like, I'm totally reading this. God, I'm going to be so un- enlightened and I'm going to yeah. you know, eat some of these new words into my vocab and drop some knowledge bombs on everyone. Yeah. Incorrect. Yeah. The whole like, I am going to learn how to lead like a Navy SEAL. 
chapter one, how I did 47,000 push-ups. And you sit there and you keep reading it and you know deep down, this doesn't apply to me. <laughs> I mean, you you say you're reading that one, but really you're reading the prequel to the Twilight series <laughs> for the teen vampire book genre, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> the history of Mad Magazine. <laughs> but also, like for now, like, Let's be honest, if you and I own Netflix, uh, yeah. we'd be broke. But wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't you think that now's the time, if you're any type of television, if you're involved in a television game, yeah, you are, this is your time. You are on go time. Because you can pretty much put out anything that's pretty good and you're probably going to get some good, good kickback. Yeah, this is time to shine. This is when Netflix should have brought like season four of The Crown out. When we should have had the last dance, although we had it during the pandemic, so that was actually well, that was actually a good example of what you should do during a pandemic: drop Tiger King and the Last Dance because the people are waiting. See, instead we get Channel Seven, who still thinks that people want to watch Better Homes and Gardens. <laughs> no one's wanted to watch Better Homes and Gardens ever. Which, for our foreign non-Australian audiences, do you remember in Step Brothers where? The two guys that like saying out loud things, and he goes, "Your favorite non-pornographic magazine to touch yourself to," and they're both like, "Good housekeeping." (laughs) (laughs) Better Homes and Gardens is the free-to-air TV version of that magazine. Uh, But look, are you so aside from collecting your old books that you bought? There's no new, there's no new things you're picking up. Not really. I mean, look, you know, I'm trying to get into golf. Yes. I've got the bug, so I'm probably trying to pick that up. And, you know, I'm spending time in Hobart, which is a beautiful island of Tasmania in Australia. And Hobart is a little bit wintry most of the year. So I'm also trying to get into golf fast enough that I don't lose the summer months. I feel like you've got a challenging approach to golf in Hobart. Yeah, golf is like... Do you want to play golf, but do it in the middle of winter with a wind that is stronger than Thor and will really test out your skill. Oh, and by the way, our courses are picturesque next to water and have heaps of bunkers and hills. Yeah, look, it's it's a stretch statement, but it's like saying, I want to do an activity outside in Chicago in yes, winter. in winter. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I it's mean, a bit more green. The one positive is I should be able to go back to Perth and destroy all my family on the course because I'm like forged in like darkness and hardship. You know what I mean? You know, like every great actor or athlete came from nothing. Are you trying to make a a lewd thing that you're Batman here and Bane's just said, (laughs) I was born of the dark. I see what you're doing. Yeah. You can't play knifey spoony with this kid. Yeah, exactly. I'll have some friend in Perth that rolls up to the course in a Lambo and I'm just there in some sort of like, you know, repurposed Jeep. And I'm like, oh, new clubs you have. Wow. Mine were forged in misery. (laughs) That's a terrible pain, but whatever. But yeah, like uh, you're right. This is that weird lull where even like YouTube, I'm not on YouTube watching sports show like, Talk show clips. It's also refreshing to not watch sports talk shows. Yeah, I don't know why I do it to myself. But how about you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm personally gearing up towards uh, a yearly golf tournament, uh, Mm -hmm. which is an emotional battle. It is three days of uh, full, full golf. 
And last year it broke the group of lads who went down there, as is the way. Where do you go to? Uh, so it is in New Merca. Okay. So proper, the proper country countryside. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I've never heard of it. No, I wouldn't have thought so. But no, it's, it's a great tournament. Um, but again, it's an emotional experience. So look, gearing up towards that. Um, but otherwise sort of trying to find some new little things to watch, but, you know, not not really lacking out much. Yeah, and it's like our birthdays and the Super Bowl gives us this like little peak in Feb and then we kind of like fall off a cliff. Yeah, it's real. Do you know what it's like? This time of year is a microcosm of, you know when the Olympics finishes? Mm. You know when you've spent two weeks watching like every obscure thing that you don't understand nor care about? No, but you do care after watching the four heats the night before and you know exactly that the Chinese diver in the, isn't going to get a 9.7 unless she pulls out the triple tuck with a spin. Yeah. And I don't think she. I don't think she's got it in the repertoire. Exactly. <laughs> That's what this time is like. That weird lull after the Olympics finishes, and you just feel empty. Look, it's very flat. Like it's, and even as it winds up, you know, like the Olympics, you start to like go ah, like when there's only crappy events left. You know, like yeah, all the all the elite stuff has gone out of the way. Yeah, they're like oh, the culmination of the decathlon tomorrow, and you're like ah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, just give me the 100 meter, like the 4 by 100 freestyle relays and the 100 meter sprints and then the 100 meter relays. That's all I want. I want to see the Jamaicans destroy all of us and actually make it look like they're a cheat code. Like the days where the US team would start to come around on the last leg and like Tyson Gay would get the baton for the US and they'd have a bit of a lead and you could almost see him going, we're a sniff here. And then Bolt just kind of goes like, oh, I guess I better run. (laughs) (laughs) And he blitzes him. That's what I, I love that. And then I feel so empty when I have to wait four more years. Now five because of COVID. That's right. It's wrecked everything. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we're at. We're in that awful place where, yeah, we gotta we gotta connect with friends. We gotta listen to D grade podcasts, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I think to be honest, this is a missed opportunity for some new sports to watch. How so? I think they should pretty much open the floor. If you can make the case for it, it's go time. Like dodgeball styles. Dodgeball style. Yeah. So, I think. So I haven't really fleshed out either of these two ideas. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, again, um, shocking. um, It's a shocking news story there. I haven't really thought through this. (laughs) I would watch uh, somehow two different sport codes. I want to watch somehow we get, I don't know, let's call it 20 guys. Yeah. Actually, we have 40 guys. Yeah. 20 guys and all similar-ish ability. Okay. They then play, but they're only allowed to play and train like two hours a week. Okay. That's it. And then they've got to compete in whatever sport it is. I don't care what sport it is. But it's all about minimal training. I'd even take the one up, which is elite athletes who are suddenly not allowed to train at all without any of their cool shit. So, for example, typical golfers, the elite golfers, rock up, have an hour and a half warm up. They roll through. 
I want to see Dustin Johnson. He had two pints too many than he should have at Cordo's yeah. birthday the night before, and he slept through the alarm, and he's like jogging, jogging to the first tee. And you're like, oh, yeah, what's going on here? And he's like, oh, I don't know about the driver today. I don't know if I'm feeling it. All oh, the first tee's a bit iffy. And then we watch, and that yeah. would be awesome. So either one of those two. Yeah. Or the other side, you give regular dudes a month of elite training. Oh, that, that I want to watch. I would watch that. So basically all the stupid shit like The Block and all those shows that some, they give up their life and go build a house and then sell it, but sporting context. Um, and the fighter and all that, but no, one, no one's good. That's the premise. You can't, you can't be like a fringy elite guy. Yeah. It's all about finding this perfect sort of middle ground, um, maybe slightly better than the average athlete or something along those lines and literally just take them and try to you go, know, if we actually gave you elite training for a month, how good could someone get at insert sport? Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think it'd be cool because then you could sit there and say, wow, these guys, hey, some people just wouldn't hack it and they'd carve out. But then it'd be interesting to see how fit or how good some people would get with work, you know, elite level coaching and fitness programs and nutrition programs and all that sort of stuff. So effectively what you're describing is like American Idol, but for sport, but they're not trying to be singers. They're just people, but they're put through like an American Idol kind of thing. And then we're seeing the finished product of that elite training for a few weeks. Is American Idol elite training? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Like you only see the little like 42 second clip of this like crappy D grade celebrity that turns up to see them sing something go, uh, I see what you're doing, but I actually think you sing like this. Oh my God, you helped me so much. No, I I, I literally just want, we've got, yeah, if it's golf, we've got, uh, Tiger Woods' swing coach and his whole team have been flown out and then you've got, I know if it was tennis, you've got Rafa's team. Yeah. Uh, Uncle, Uncle Tony. I could watch Uncle Tony all day. Um, just something along these lines, just to sort of see how much, but I'll, I would watch the shit out of that. Okay, so here's a question then. Would you watch a TV show of us doing that? So would you say you and I, they pull us out right now. I mean, you're pretty good at golf, but would you want to watch a documentary about me being dragged into golf training for a month and then yeah. seeing me play a golf tournament? Yeah. I think it'd be interesting. That's fair enough. I like the idea of like, I mean, and you referenced earlier that Dustin Johnson had too many beers at my party. That's right. Dustin Johnson did actually come to my birthday party. <laughs> um, but, or sorry, our birthday party. Um, I would love to see like the golfers are all in like a hotel, but they don't know when they got to play. And they purposely make them wait like four days. So they start to like go to sleep. So all of a sudden they wake, they run in, they grab DJ and literally drag him to the tee in the middle of the night. And he's got to start his round. You got to stop reading these SAS books. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, you're right. I just realized I'm channeling like chapter two of David Goggins, like can't hurt me now book. But yeah, but with, with the uh, if any of that stuff, you could have them have a whatever sport match at the start. You'd sit there and say, oh, "I can see all their baselines." In a month's time, yeah. if they're suddenly half elite marathon athletes who are, pl- you go, "Wow, that's 
it's interesting to see what happens. When you put these tools yeah. in the hands of not who it's designed for, what actually happens? Well, they've already kind of done it in a format that you've forgotten about. What's that? Celebrity boxing matches. <sighs> no. Where they take like a spud, they train them up for a month and then they whack him in front of a TV camera. But I mean, let's be real. Like we'd all love to see something like that. Like if you were going to pick a sport that that happens, combat sports is going to get you the best entertainment value. Look, I can see why you do uh, boxing and fighting. It's a great return. Yeah, exactly. Because you either see someone actually get knocked out in a really horrific way because a person's skills are so bad. But the risk is you end up seeing two idiots that just run out of gas and they're kind of like nudging each other by the fifth round. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, look, I think we've got a bit of a portfolio now for our Netflix show. We've got, we've got our Mark Wahlberg movie. Yep, we've got that. And we've got this. And for people that listen to our Christmas specials, we've got Christmas rom-coms absolutely down pat. Yeah, see that? Now, that's a hot streak. That's at least three or four episodes we've done callbacks. All I would like to think is that the people at Netflix, Mr. Netflix, Mrs. Netflix, they just know they can't afford us. That's why they haven't reached out. I think we know they can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then let's go to another level on that. You've got your sports show where they take average punters and they train them up. What is a sport where you would be comfortable with WADA and Asada just flat out going, you know what, this is costing millions and millions of dollars to do this every year. We just can't be bothered anymore. Knock yourselves out. Go nuts. Take what you want to take. What is a sport where you would actually either A, think it would be better with that, or B, would absolutely love to see it run wild and free? Question. Yeah. Can we just stipulate, I know which is this is a weird one, but we're stipulating that they're all getting this, are they all getting the same drugs? Or are they all just... As they're just allowed to take whatever they want. But it's not like, here's your steroid A, you, you knock yourself out. It's like, you're allowed to have steroids. So how yeah. good your steroids are is entirely on you. Correct. Like if Jimmy wants to go to Mexico and take some dodgy Mexican steroids, that's fine because Felipe is in Switzerland taking some elite lab-produced steroid. Like, whatever. To be honest, I think, weirdly enough, it would be the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's where commonly most of the stuff occurs. Um, but also I just think those sports would probably be, they tend to lean themselves that way a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, we saw what Ben Johnson did in the 100-meter sprint where he lit everybody up. Marion Jones. Yeah, Remember and look, her? Yeah, and I'm not talking, let's be fair, I'm not really alluding to the single yacht boat race at the Olympics where some guy's gone way too hard on the non-water approved. I'm like, I'm so, I'm so keen to watch him. I'm so keen to see what damage he can do out, out, out on the water. Like he ripped the ropes to his sail because he was just too <laughs> jacked up. But the rowers, the rowers would be interesting. That would be loose. Uh, basically, yeah, rowers, the runners, the swimmers, the cyclists, the, in, the velodrome guys would be great. I feel like you just see these elite athletes, but on a whole nother level of intensity. 
I also think you'd probably get the elite athletes who didn't qualify for the North. Like, they just fringe missed out on, you know, representing their country. And they're like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to go around again. Like, I'm just not, I'm not waiting four more years. Uh, let's give the non wideries a go. And then it's just like, <laughs> bang. And then, like, that's pretty cool. I would probably watch it. Yeah. Because so, it would, yeah. What can the human body do if. I take this. There's loose morals. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. What can the human body do if there's loose morals? It sounds like you're just describing Instagram influences. <laughs> Zing. No, that, Zing. Was, that was very good. I like that one. <laughs> um, what would you watch? Oh, I would watch stuff like basketball. and Imagine the NFL if they just let roids run rampant. I mean... <laughs> But then again, I was like, if you want to know what sports like with roids running rampant, just watch the WWE, the wrestling. That's, that's very true. I don't know. I just, yeah, can't get over. I mean, it's not going to do anything for golf and tennis and those kind of sports. But like, look at wrestling as an example. Wrestling was way better back in the day. Do you want to know why? Because they're all on roids. Mm. They're in-ring promos, like they're interviews where... Now it's like they've got to sell being angry. But there were some of those interviews back in the day where you watch like Randy the Macho Man Savage or the Hulk and they're genuinely having roid rage live on TV. Or Ric Flair who, you know, the nature boy Ric Flair, like we left him out of the goat conversation last week. Like the man's got 16 world titles, thank you very much. Um, Again, like... The combination of roids, glam, and punching. What more do you want? I just don't know if it adds that much more to it. Because it's already there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. True. And WWE says they clamp down on it. I'm not convinced. It's like clamping down with a loose bit of string. (laughs) That a subtle breeze can move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, we've seen what baseball looks like with roids. Yeah, good things happen. Bulk home runs. Mm. I think it always goes back to combat sports. Combat sports, you're going to get the best net result if they just went, you know what, stuff it. Yeah. I can care. (laughs) You can care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still, I'm, okay, here's something I want to ask you. If you're looking at sport today, what is a sport that you genuinely think is rigged? It's rigged. Yeah. Like where you genuinely sit back and go, I reckon this is rigged. As in from a purely umpire, contextual, yeah. related manner? Yeah. Where you find yourself all too often going, Ugh, it's just a scam. AFL. Yeah, <laughs> we're on the same page. We're on the same page. I like I. I was thinking about this because you're saying we're in that period where the AFL is trying to get us interested in the preseason. Blah blah blah. Like, there's just nothing to make us interested in it. The AFL feels rigged because I guarantee you they've done a pre-season video on what they think the rule changes for the year are going to be. Yeah. Say think specifically. Because by the third round, when all the coaches and players go, those rules don't work, they will have come out and re-released a video 
that says this is this is what we meant. Yeah. The umpires will not listen to that, and then they'll interpret a different way, and everyone will be upset by round five. Again, yeah. spot on. So the that's AFL. Why it's the AFL is also the only major sporting compound in the world I can think of where the fixturing is shamelessly rigged. It's just not fair. Like, imagine, okay, we'll put the Premier League hat on. Imagine you're watching the Premier League and you look at the schedule that comes out for the year and Liverpool's playing 32 games in Liverpool and eight games on the road. How on earth could you ever say that it's not rigged? It's, it's just money talks. Yeah. It's absolutely money talks. Rigged, 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 rigged. Anyway, I feel like we're going to have plenty of opportunity later on in the year to throw the AFL under the bus when it comes to feedback. But, <laughs> but I did think it was important because this all came to a head in the last few weeks, but we didn't talk about it in last week's episode. For those that have been listening to us for a while, they would know that Collingwood has been the gift that keeps on giving in terms of bad PR. Yeah, strange stuff. Do you think that the Sidelines podcast in any way, shape or form influenced Eddie Maguire effectively having to leave his role as president of Collingwood? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I back this up because we a long-time listener said, hey, you guys were going hard on Eddie Maguire last year. You were way ahead of the game. Props. We yeah. know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It is an... In- the whole Eddie situation, I, we don't talk about it too much. I mean, we can. No, it's a dark uh, topic. Like, the, his death rattle was a dark topic, which was, for people out there in the world, effectively a report comes out that says a lot of racist, unpleasant garbage has happened at your club. But beyond that, your club just did nothing about it, swept it under the rug, and you pretty much seem to not care. Yeah. My major, my the funny joke which I saw, which I have to repeat, I can't remember who said it, it was on Eddie's resignation speech. He's like, I can't actually tell if he's accepting knighthood from the Queen or <laughs> resigning because he made an error. I can't actually, I can't <laughs> actually decide from what he's saying which one is going on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that. I'm speechless, and we were at this point last year where we were just speechless going, you can't make this stuff up. I think he used the word, my terms are being used as a bit of a scapegoat. And it was just like, <laughs> Eddie, jump off the horse, mate. <laughs> you know, you're not at the race course anymore. <laughs> okay. Do you think, though, he has a pretty solid legacy apart from the plethora of gaffes and mismanagement in terms of reputation and cultural issues at the club. I think he's still going to be a prominent figure. Yeah. It's, he, he'll be, I mean, AFL is probably one of the very few sports where if you just, I mean, I say very few, let's be honest, it's sports. Uh, in a year or two time, everyone's going to come back and Eddie will probably be sitting on the AFL board. Yeah. That's just how it'll be. Okay. So, Last week's episode, you put me on the spot with a would you rather. Yeah? Yes. An elite game that I'd thought of moments before. All right. 
I've got some for you. Okay, shoot. Would you rather be Patrick Mahomes' PR representative or be Eddie Maguire's PR representative? Mahomes. Simple. You got to justify it. I don't want to touch Eddie at all. (laughs) (laughs) That is a sinking ship. Yeah. (laughs) And Eddie also wouldn't let you do the PR anyway. Eddie's PR guy would be Eddie. That was not a genuine question. I just set that up for you to just hit a home run. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That was not a legitimate, not a legitimate poll. Not a legitimate poll at all. All right. I think that's all we got time for, mate. Yeah, no, thanks, Cordo. I was going to say, I was waiting for a few more stitch-ups on that one, but... No, no, it was just, it was a shameless, like, he's on the way out, he's out. Like, it was just too good to not have another little cheap whack. Um, My man, I appreciate uh, what you brought to the table. I genuinely think that we have a career ahead of us in the Netflix uh, production department. Yeah, look, I think we just need to round out a few more key areas so i've got two done i think if we get like another three i think i've got it because we we solved the riddle of love actually we know what makes love actually tick we know what we'd improve about it yep done we we solved yeah we solved the riddle of christmas rom-coms or christmas movies in general and how they actually should be made that's two down and you know for those that forgot we basically figured out you just need it to be funny and have bulk violence like Die Hard and Home Alone. Yep, we've got our sport our sport key feature. Yeah. Which also kind of ties up our documentary feed because it's good to have it's good to get both of those out of the way. Yeah. We we basically like took the movie Dodgeball and have evolved it into a documentary, which is taking a bunch of average Joes and getting them ready for elite sports and then broadcasting it. The sitcom one's probably going to be trouble because we think we'd write a great sitcom, but we probably would yeah. fail. I I don't <laughs> think we would. I reckon we'd write a great sitcom that like 34-year-old dudes would laugh at, but literally no one else. Yeah, a very niche sitcom. Yeah, it'd be real niche. Like basically you had to have, if you can't quote The Simpsons, Family Guy or The Inbetweeners, you probably won't laugh at our show. It's just going to rip off every joke from every other sitcom. Pretty much. Like all of our episodes, you'll be able to trace back to a Friends episode or Seinfeld or How I Met Your Mother. Like they'll all have some like recurring themes. Yeah. Somehow we'll have a song in there, which is like the train which ran off electricity. It's like (laughs) that's eerily similar to a Simpsons episode about a monorail. I didn't say monorail. You said monorail. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, about the the duo rail episode, like <laughs> it'd be exactly like that. All right, my man, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, thanks for that one, Cordo, as always. Folks, don't forget at the sidelines media, the sidelines.com.au. Please feel free to get in touch with us, follow us on Instagram, give us your feedback, throw us your hate mail, send nudes, tell us you love us. We appreciate it all. Special shout out to Dane, one of our Golden Baller sponsors. Folks, there's still hats available on our website because we stuffed up and put sold out when we still had more. <laughs> Whose fault was that? <laughs> um, AP, take care, my man. You too, Cordo, as always. See you, folks.